Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. The biggest event in all of crypto history is about to take place, and the majority of people have no idea what is about to happen next week. Well, I should say the second biggest, because obviously the first biggest event that ever happened in crypto was the launch of Bitcoin, because that was the OG, the original blockchain, the first cryptocurrency, and that's what really kicked off this whole Web3 revolution and everything that we're doing today. Well, the biggest one since then that is about to happen is the ethereum merge and most people have no idea what's going on unless you are a hardcore blockchain researcher you're building in the space and doing all of that as far as cryptography and everything you probably have no idea the average user of this space whether you're collecting nfts or you're trading some coins doesn't really know what's going to go so we're going to clear up some misconceptions and just speak about what's going down and it's going to be done in plain english so I was in a Twitter space all about NFTs, of course, various communities that is that I like to hang out with. And there was so much misconception going around in the room of, I don't know, maybe about 50 people. Only three people even knew what the merge was. And as far as the debate and the questions and the answers that were going back and forth, it just made matters even worse. So if you're one of those 40 plus people that were in the room that had no idea what was going on, I'm pretty sure you left that room even more scared and worried than anything. All those clarifications that were being given did the opposite thing. So what I'm going to do is just answer some simple questions. And first of all, what is the merge? This is something I've been speaking about for quite a while now, but now that I've really dug deep into it, done some hardcore research, been able to summarize all this stuff and condense everything, I can even clear up some misconceptions that I even had be able to share that with you. Well, first of all, it is switching from the proof of work standard to a proof of stake standard. And I've said it many times, simply put, that proof of work is just hardcore computing. And that's what's being used to validate these transactions. And it takes a lot of raw computing power. A proof of state network is based on people basically depositing their ETH onto the network. So they have a stake a joint venture onto the success and the authenticity of all the transactions that are going down. And in doing so, they help to keep it up because they have also a lot to lose since they are vested. They are staked into the network. So this whole merge term is something that really has come up within the last year or so, and mainly because they was always speaking about an ETH 2.0, like an upgrade to a new version. But what is actually happening with the merge is two chains are becoming one. Right now, there is the beacon chain, which is the proof of stake, which is the new system that is we're going to transition towards. And there is the standard Ethereum main net, which we have been running on and those two are coming together because the beacon chain has been running since December 1, 2020 in parallel with the current Ethereum chain. So all of these things are running side by side, but separately and the proof of work and the proof of stake network are running along each other. So what's going to happen is just like when a train track comes together or lanes of traffic merge together. Well, that's basically what's going to happen. Everything is going to be merged onto the beacon chain and it's going to become one. So essentially, the current proof of work chain that we're on, that we're doing everything on right now, will, in all intents and purposes, be obsolete. So everything is going to be transitioned over. So a lot of misconceptions about everything that's going on. Well, what's the purpose of doing this? Well, number one, there is 99.95 more energy efficient going to this proof of work 
proof of stake system because proof of work, as I said, takes a lot of computing power to get those math computations to be able to sign these cryptographic documents. And I know this sounds all technical and what have you, but just know this, it takes a lot of raw computing power in order to do the current system. And that is where all the news and everyone says that NFTs and cryptocurrency and Ethereum is just destroying the environment for financial gain and all of that. Well, going to the proof of stake system, 99.95% of that will be reduced. And in addition to that, it also sets the stage for future scaling because have you ever noticed that there can only be a certain amount of transactions to go through per second? If you've ever been in a gas war during a mint, well, that's the reason why. It's supply and demand. So just think of surge pricing if you've ever used Uber or anything of that nature when there just is not enough taxis to put everybody into it, the prices go up. Well, that's basically what happens when there is a gas war because only a certain amount of transactions around... 15 or so, the numbers really vary, but it's definitely below 20 per second that can go through on the Ethereum network. So just imagine hundreds of thousands of transactions trying to go through at the same time, but only 15 can go for that second. So it goes to the highest bidder. So just like when the Uber or any of those taxi ride or anything with supply and demand for that matter, whoever's willing to pay the most for it gets in the front of the line. And that's basically why there is a gas warp. Well, this sets the stage for better scalability, meaning that they could be able to have better transactions and so forth, but not immediately, but it's just putting down the groundwork for that to happen. So initially, there's a lot of misconceptions. People are saying, well, when this thing happens, gas fees are going to just go down and it's going to be much faster and so forth. But on day one, that is not true. It is not going to happen. For the most part, we're not even going to notice a difference. In theory, if this thing goes as planned, they're going to merge over and it's going to run and continue as it is. And initially, you're not going to notice any difference. So why is this a big deal? And why is everyone making such a big commotion about all this is because the future potential for it, because what happens is it's basically like laying the groundwork because what is currently happening, switching over this system, the best analogy that I've heard or seen is like two engines in a vehicle are running at the same time. You have the electric engine and the gas engine and everything is revved up going full speed and going in the same direction. And because you want it to be an electric engine, you're slowly balancing them out, getting that equilibrium, then you turn off the gas and the electric engine takes over for the load. So that's basically what the merge is. But as far as everything going to be more efficient and everything on day one, that is not exactly true. Everything's going to be continuing at the same speed and everything, however, the infrastructure is built. So think of it, the old way is built with, let's say, concrete and iron, but the new way is built on steel. And obviously steel, you can put up some skyscrapers. You don't have to be limited to three stories or whatever it was that you could do with the old way before the advent of steel. And of course, in the 20th century, when all those skyscrapers start to go up in the cities, just be able to build these massive colossal buildings. That's basically what's going to happen after the merge. The infrastructure on the POS, the proof of state network, allows for all those issues to be solved down the line. But initially on day one, no. It's just like steel is just being discovered on day one, skyscrapers didn't pop up immediately, right? People had to then design those. Then you had to, of course, get the cranes built to be able to put those things up and so forth and train the workers, the design, all this stuff had to go after the fact, but the steel had to be invented first. So basically, as we switch over to the POS, that is getting steel. We have the steel foundation, the steel is here, and now we can build on top of that. Now, that is not the perfect analogy, but just understand, if you know that steel is a lot stronger, that is pretty much the best analogy that I can think of. 
So the biggest difference, who needs to really pay attention to what they're going to have to do is luckily it is not the consumers, not the regular people that might have a few ETH here, a couple NFTs and so forth. Well, for everyone else that is just collecting the space or storing their funds in their wallets and so forth, it's going to continue as is. At least that is what's being advertised. That is how it is planned, that those people won't even have to do anything and they won't realize any difference whatsoever on day one. Now, the people that might have to pay attention and prepare themselves to do things is if you are a developer, if you are someone who is running nodes, you have dApps, or you are doing all sorts of uh, hardcore coding and so forth, well, you are probably not the person that's even listening to this. You know a lot more than I do, and you have been doing your research because your entire business really depends on this. But for the average person that is collecting NFTs, trading a little crypto here, participating in DeFi, nothing has to be done. Everything will continue as is. So a lot of people are saying, though, that this whole thing is all about the gas. Well, initially, it's not going to make any difference in gas whatsoever. But as I said earlier, with the steel being laid down, it gives the whole groundwork for everything to happen down the line. Now, there's all sorts of technical things, which I'm not even going to go into. But if you want to research sharding, sharding is the plan to get all these scalability issues worked out. But long story short, the only way to get gas prices down is to be able to process more transactions per second. And currently, that's still going to be limited. So even after this merge, it is still limited by the block size, the number of transactions and so forth. And I'm not even going to go into all of those details, but as I just said earlier, it's all about supply and demand. So that will be fixed down the line, but initially it's not going to make any difference. So anyone that was, let's say, waiting to hold off to make an NFT purchase or do some trading or anything of that nature until this merge, thinking that you're going to save on gas, well, Unfortunately, that is not true. But the good news is gas has been pretty low for the last couple months or so. So that should still continue. We're still going to see low gas and what have you, unless, of course, everyone was just waiting for that merge and thinking, oh, this is our opportunity and they're going to flood back over. Then it's going to spike the gas. But other than that, it's going to continue just as it is. Also, if you are a person that was running these rigs that were doing all the mining and the processing of these transactions, of course, the validators and the nodes and so forth. Well, here's the thing. That equipment is going to be obsolete. So what's going to happen is if you are a gamer by any chance, if you're listening to this and you have been having a hard time getting graphic cards or you've seen that the price of graphic cards has gone through the roof in the last couple of years, well, there's good news for you. There's going to be a whole bunch of graphic cards coming back on the market and the demand for new ones are going to go down significantly because they aren't needed to do all the mining and the validating and everything that was done on the proof of work network. Because remember, that is a heavy computing intensive equipment demanding process. So the graphic cards are going to go back in the market. Gamers are going to see prices go down. So that has really nothing to do with crypto and all of this stuff. However, those people are going to see some very significant savings in the future especially if you're trying to buy these secondhand equipment as they're going onto the market, or if you're building your own thing and you might need some graphic cards, well, some sales are definitely coming. So of course, a lot of people are saying another benefit of this whole merge is that everything's going to go much faster. Well, technically not. Same thing as I said before, the groundwork with the steel is going to be laid for that. But initially, day one, you're not going to notice that anything either. The one thing is that they're saying that the block rates or you know each of these blocks of transactions that are being processed is going to come steadily at about 12 seconds now, as opposed to a much more varying way that we're seeing currently. So in theory, it's going to be like clockwork. You just know every 12 seconds, there's going to be a new block and that should go 
and set up the future again with the steel for everything to go into a better direction as building all of the additions in the future. But this is the groundwork that is being made. And this merger is a big deal. So it might seem like by listening to this, it's like, well, nothing's really going to change. Well, for the most of us, it really isn't. Nothing is going to change as far as what we're going to notice on day one. Unless, as I said, unless you are one of those validators with all your equipment running or you have nodes and deploying dApps and all those different things. But again, as I said, most of those people will not be listening to this. So the big question is, when is this going to take place? Well, there's a lot of varying information, but basically it's going to take place between the 13th and the 16th. So that is next week. So within a couple of days, all of this is going to happen. And in theory, there should be no disconnect. There should be no slowdown, shutdown. Transactions still go through. The system will still run. And this is very important to their developers and reason why they've been running this parallel beacon chain for over a year and a half now and doing all these tests and making sure everything keeps up is mainly because of DeFi. Because it's one thing if NFTs has a little stall, a little hiccup, and you know you can't buy some bored apes or uh, lazy lions and trade your doodles for a few minutes. However, if you are running a DeFi financial system with just billions of dollars being traded back and forth and swapped between tokens, and that shuts down for a period of time, that is catastrophic. So this whole thing is supposed to keep everything running. And basically, as I said, it's switching from the gas engine over to the electric engine. It's Or you want to use a more crazy thing. It's like changing an engine in an airplane mid-flight, and the thing is supposed to still just fly and keep going. So that is what we're doing. That is what's coming up. The biggest event in crypto history. And it's pretty crazy that the majority of people have no idea that this thing is coming up or how it's working. They just know that they've heard merge and then some upgrade and Vitalik is excited about something. And that's really it. But there's a lot of misconceptions. People are saying all sorts of things. You have to prepare for your tokens. You have to do this with your NFTs. You have to stake this out. You have to take things off of your hardware wallet. You have to get off of exchanges. And I've heard all sorts of crazy things. And literally, it sounds like preparing for Y2K if you are old enough to remember what it was like when we thought all the computers were going to erase debt and all everything. And people were rolling back their computers back to 1950. So that way the data wasn't erased. All sorts of crazy things. Or like the end of the Mayan calendar and all of these different scares that we've had. However, everything ran the following day. So really, that's what I see this is going to happen. A lot of misinformation, misunderstanding, there's panic, but all should go well and we'll find out. Despite this being the biggest event in crypto history, for the most of us, we won't even notice it. But with that said, I hope that was helpful to you. Hopefully that cleared up some misconceptions, answered some questions, kept it into as much as plain English as possible. I know I had to use some words like validators and nodes and so forth, but those are things that are said quite often in the space. I tried to keep it as English friendly without being all technical as possible, but feel free to go to ethereum.org to really just research this if this is something that is just very interesting to you. And they have all sorts of stuff. I mean, you can go down a rabbit hole and you can literally spend days on this stuff because there is so much. There's sharding. There's all sorts of different things coming up. The merge, the surge, the purge. I mean, it's just crazy what's going on. But the initial thing that the most important thing that you need to know is that all you have to do is sit back. So please feel free to let me know what you thought of this. If you need any more clarifications or anything, I'll be more than happy to point you to some resources, maybe a YouTube video or something that you can see this graphically if that's what you really want to see. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.